listening to Action One Radio. 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 I am your leading lady, Lady Phoenix, on this fly journey. So let's go. So let's go. The sounds you hear are compliments of Ninth Wonder and Jekyll Records. Hey, what's going on, Action One Radio family? Hopefully you are having a good start your week. It's Tuesday. Uh, Today is March the 16th. Tomorrow is March 17th, uh, the Ides of March, aka St. Patrick's Day. Um, However you celebrate that, it is what it is. I want to talk about a couple of topics real quick. Just, you know, kind of just get my therapy session in with y'all, if y'all don't mind, real quick. I appreciate y'all. I appreciate y'all. As always, Action One Radio is available on all streaming platforms. Uh, Spotify, just look up Action, the number one radio. And then also on Twitter, uh, Action, the number one radio. And then also on Facebook, Action, number one radio. You got it. Hey, one action, one radio, one voice, just might save one world. All right, let's get into it. So they've been talking a lot about the Grammys. That just happened on Sunday, uh, the 14th. That was interesting. I encourage you to go look up on YouTube um, or wherever you get your streaming news from, you know, Chrome, uh, Safari, whatever, um, and just kind of Google the 2020 Grammys, look at the performances. I mean, that's all you was really watching it for anyway, right? Or some profound speech. No speeches were made that were like, oh, that was amazing. None of that happened. Um, What did happen was some hot, female-on-female action between Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion. That was hot. Um, And then you had uh, Beyonce and Megan Thee Stallion getting the award. Um, Interesting vibe that was there. Weigh in. Leave me a message. You know, leave me a voicemail message here. If you're on the Anchor FM app and you've got an account here, leave me a voice recording. Let me know what you thought about the 2021 Grammys, okay? Especially that interaction with Megan Thee Stallion and Beyonce. I'm in H-Town, and I want to hear what you have to say. Um, Also, uh, shout-out to June Elite, and shout-out to Trade of Truth. Um, The Bump Box um, grand opening in the Galleria, that was fly. Mad traffic. Houston is back 100% all the way. But everybody had face masks on, and... I get it, you know, I get it, we still in the COVID, and you know, that that's cool, but that was a fly event, and I think that that was a great display of what can happen for that whole area, so um, if you were in H-Town and you went, let me know, um, if you want to know more about it, just Google it, Trade of Truth, and Bump Box, that's B-U-M-P-B-O-X-X, check those out, those are mad cool, um, if you ever uh, get a chance to see one. But to go back to these Grammys, I want to know what you thought about the performance with Megan Thee Stallion and Cardi B. Um, There is a lot of talk about it, and I'm going to wait for the next segment to really kind of go into it. 
I want to close this segment by something else that was in the news, another topic. I know it was a hot weekend, right? Um, Kirk Franklin and his son. (sighs) Why does that weigh heavy on me? Well, I mean, I'm a Kirk Franklin fan. I like the music. Um, I do think that he did something revolutionary in terms of gospel music and young people and kind of bridging that ancient gap, so to speak, with the music and everything I get in. But what was not broken in terms of a bridge was the parental express from a parent to an adult child. And if you don't know this story, Google it, research it. Um, Apparently the son had leaked a phone conversation that he was having with Kirk Franklin, his father. And I don't, you know, from what I understand, it's a strange and estranged and toxic kind of relationship. And it, from what I could hear from the phone call, it sounded like Kirk was putting his foot down. Like, you're not going to come in here and disrupt me and what we got going on. And you could hear in the background, there's support there already. So whether, you know, that sounded like it was from, if not his daughter, his wife. Okay, so there's a very toxic relationship there that got exposed. I want to hear your voice inboxes about a toxic relationship that you have and how that affects you as an adult, not as a child. You can remember the things as a child, but as an adult, do you still have respect for that other adult, that that mom, that dad figure that was there? Or have you lost respect because of the communication and the way that it breaks down? I'd love to hear y'all's responses to that question. Um, me personally, I think that when someone has taken the time to give their time to you, you have to respect it whether it was a lot of time or a little bit of time. And if they've given their resources to you, then you have to still show respect. Now, do they owe that respect back to you? Well, hey, respect is earned both ways. So if there's no respect going out, then there's no respect that's going to come in. Let that marinate on your dome for a little bit. I'm going to come back with some music. You know how Jazzy does it, baby. Hey, this is Action One Radio, baby. We are in full effect. These are the questions for Truthful Tuesday. So I want to know how you feel about it. Grab your tacos, grab your truth, and then let your girl know. In the meantime and in between time, I will talk to you soon. I can't wait to hear your responses. Enjoy the music. Peace. What's up, Miss Lady J of Action One Radio? I'm just uh, checking on you. That's what my message was about. Wasn't that saying how you doing and all that good stuff? It's been a little minute. And, uh, you know, shoot, chop it up or something on the, uh, the little anchor jump, man. We had to talk about a topic or something like that. I think you were saying something uh, last time one of the messages you sent me. And that, yeah. But all it was me just checking on you, see, see what was up. Ain't nothing. I hope all is well.
It kept me free when I was out there swinging humbles. No HIV, cause many times I ain't use a rubber. He let me make one out wild, blind, seeing double. God got his hands on me, ain't no doubt in my mind. I done been through some time. Wonderful. Hey, thanks for joining me on uh, this episode of, um, I think this one is going to be Sunday fun day. It's officially Sunday. It's like, it's early though. I, I yeah, was debating. It is very, very early Sunday. So, 
Um, so, Michael, how long have you been in the music industry and what is your status? Like, when I say status, like, are you a CEO? Do you own a label? What do you do? One second, let me plug in my earphones. Okay. Did you get disconnected? Sounds like you got disconnected. You hear me now? Yeah, much better. Okay. You hear me okay? Yeah, I can. Um, I've been in the music industry for only seven years. And I've accomplished only more seven. than seven. Only seven. <laughs> <laughs> and, That's a long you know, time. It is a long time, but it's not really because I've, I've, I've worked with, you know, Easy e Sun, Little Easy e I've worked with Silky Fine. Um, I worked some, with some big people. And my last, my, my next venture was probably a month and a half ago when I started talking with Urge 7 in California. He's an independent artist. He's been in the business 20, 20 some odd years. Um, he's got 40 studio albums and 13 mixtapes, constantly dropping music. And uh, he has a whole staff. He has a legal department, as I do. I've got two lawyers. I got one in Arizona, and then I got one in New York. Um, uh, he said he said he's never met in his whole 20 years of doing music met anybody like me because there's a lot of people. They're gonna put do stuff, and there's some people that just don't do it. And you know, they they get the money, and then months later down the road, they go, "Hey, where's my blog at?" Yeah. And for me, I've got 300 blogs, and these blogs are to put artists in a good spot. Those that that exposure they didn't have before. I've got over, I think, 300 350 blogs. So I put That's a, a lot of blogs. Yeah, so I put a little package together. I give you 20 blogs. I give you uh, your videos up on my video platform um, and uh, radio spins. So with that, it's $160. <laughs> and you're on the radio and the TV video platform for a year. Okay, so let me get this right. So, and you know, this is like new facts, news flash, spoiler alert. Um, independent artists, are you specific yes. to genre? No. Okay, so any genre. Any you're genre, getting... and and it doesn't have to be indie though either. It can be major because I I just took on Tretch from Naughty by Nature. Okay, so wait, 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 back up. I thought that when you got a distribution deal, because we're going to talk about this music business. This is yeah, this is fine. our tip for today. We're going to get in there, like, get to the meat and potatoes. Okay, let's of get it. in there, yeah, exactly. Let's do this. So, if you're a major artist, I thought that they took care of all of this. Why would a major labeled artist want to go to someone such as yourself for for that exposure when they're <laughs> when part of their distro deal or whatever deal they have is supposed to include that? Supposed to there there's there's the key word supposed to when you sign I'm gonna I'm gonna jump ahead of, for a second when you sign a distribution deal okay. rather it be CD Baby TuneCore all them independent they do not push your music that's why everybody comes to me my nickname in the music industry is called the engine because I set up my computer 
I push their music. I push their, and what a lot of people don't um, know is it's really about uh, getting that Spotify link out there. It's not about your Facebook. It's not about Twitter. It's not about Instagram. Because if they don't, and a fan does not know how where to find your music, they will not look for it. So, Michael. And made, the reason Tresh came to me is because he doesn't know nothing about the digital age. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. Because he's, so, he's a big artist that came over when, when, when everything went digital, it, it really screwed everything up. Well, I mean, it changed the game. To where exactly. you have to do something different, like you, and I agree with you. You do. Um, that's why I always I push one platform for music only because I worry about licensing and making sure that the artist gets paid. So yeah, my you know, thing I'm, I'm I'm with excuse me I'm with I'm with Live Three Sixty Five and they they take care of all my licensing for me. Uh-huh. And as long as your music is copywritten, you're going to get a check from your publisher. And most people don't even know what that means. So what if your music is not copywritten? It can't get get on Spotify, can it? Well, it can still get on Spotify, but most people I have I have a recipe for music and most people don't even have the beginnings of the recipe. Bad ingredients. Yeah. That's why a lot of these artists, you know, a lot of these artists, yeah, their music sounds good, but they're not getting paid. A a normal artist, one normal artist should be getting, should be making $1,250 a month. And they're not even close to it. I met an artist last year. Why $1,250? $1,250 a month. But why $1,250? Why that number? Because that's what the industry says. That's what they should make. That's just the music. That's not. That's not shows. That's not um, um, merchandise. That's none of that. It's just just music distribution. That's it. Okay. But I'm making triple that per artist. And that's one from. Artist. Go ahead. No, and that's from your website, and that's from your 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 TV platform alone. That's no, my 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 source of income is from my distribution because I have a better distribution than a lot of these people do. Because a lot of these people go to CD Baby, they go to TuneCore, and that's just a waste of money because you you have to pay per year. You you can't you can't put out so many tracks, you know, yeah. and, and it's. It's the education behind it. It's, and it's not really, it's, it's the education and the business side of music because a lot of people don't know the business side of it. Any kind of industry that you're in, there's an industry and there's business on anything that you do and they're just doing music. And I talked to an artist, they called me last night because of the post I put up and they said, they go, uh, my name is so-and-so and uh, I'm, I'm, I, I do music, I write, and I sing, and uh, would like to see if you can't help me push my music because my last label refused to push me. I go, well, um, that's kind of sad, but at the same time, I can understand because that's a lot of a lot of these a lot of these distribution companies do not push. 
Empire. They don't push music. And Empire, the reason Empire is so big is because of the TV show. Once that TV show goes bye-bye, Empire goes bye-bye. So then, so then, Michael, let me ask you this. Why don't, mm-hmm. when, you, when people get a distribution deal, and I've known several, um, you know, that have gotten distribution deals, some that have turned them down, some that have gotten them and they didn't push the music, some that have been stagnant. Why is that? Because it's a third-party distribution. And what I mean by third-party is because you're going online. If you're a company, say like me, but I just don't have time to do it because uh-huh. I'm working at my job. I have an LLC. So what that means is I can sit on my computer, get a hold of uh, Google Play and Amazon and iTunes, and literally write them myself and ask them if they could send me an IPA, um, API, so that way I could distribute my music straight to them. So that's why when CD Baby or TuneCore or, or all these other distribution companies come and play, they're a third-party distribution. That means when your money comes in, they take their percentage, iTunes take their percentage, then they give you your percentage. If you would do it the other way, it's 100%. They, you're not giving no money out. And a lot of these distributions um, that are out there, you can't see where your money, you, you can't see where they're viewing your uh, music. You, it's because the platform is, it's so, it's so limited. They, they don't want you to see where your music is getting, getting played, getting sold, any of that. <clears throat> if it's getting so played, I, getting sold or any exactly right? you just don't know and then if you know if you're on cd baby you if you want those other services they have them if you pay for them and, it, and cd baby can get really expensive i've got one of all, the best distributions out there all of it can get really expensive like you know if you you know my 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 mindset is you don't just put your eggs in one basket you got to kind of spread around so you know, exactly $20 sounds done. good. You know, $20 sounds good here, $20 sounds good there. But you do that 10, 20 times, you know, 30, 20, 30 more times, you know, you start racking up some money. Yeah. And, and what people think they're going to make money right away. It's just like people calling, getting out of college. They think they're going to make money right away. It doesn't work that way. You've got to get your, you've got to have your music out at a certain way my 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 method is you get in the studio you make your music say you're doing a single make your okay. single get a mix and master while that's getting mixed and mastered get a frick get a cd cover made promote that cd cover say whatever the song is coming soon once you promote that for like two weeks and your track is done send it to the u.s copyright office so you can get it copywritten so nobody can take it from you. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people are doing is put, putting a beat on SoundCloud. So for instance, a, a boy puts a beat on SoundCloud, a girl comes right behind him and finds that beat and for, puts it on her distribution. So she's getting paid for it. He's not. Wow. A lot of people just don't know the business. They just put music out. There's a girl that sent me music. Really good. 
It's not yeah. mixed, not mastered, and not copywritten. And it said mastered on the track. And I said, there's, I called it this morning. I said, there's no way in hell this is mastered. I can hear it's the, I can hear the, I can hear the air behind the mic. I can hear uh, just the impurity of the music. Mm. Were the vocals solid? The vocals were solid. It was, just the, it was the beat. The yeah. beat was, it, cra it cracked. Yeah, and you can hear all the crackling and stuff. It's Oh, yeah, but you know, a lot of people... Yep. Is worth it. Yeah, and, and, then, and then she didn't even know what the hell BMI or ASCAP was. Oh, Lord. Yeah, exactly. They don't. A lot of these people out near Arizona, they don't know what that shit that that stuff is. They just put music out. And I asked her, I go, "How many shows have you done?" She probably, oh, no. probably and she said about thirty of them. I go, well, "You must well kick, kick yourself in the butt because if you would have had BMI Live, you would have got paid for those shows." Wow. <clears throat> yeah. So let's 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 transition the music. Let's transition the convo. Let's talk about shows because I've had artists who feel like they don't need to sell tickets for shows or feel like we they won't. should be getting paid for shows. Why is that? Why do you think because that is? Because it's a waste of money. Because all these all these shows and all these every every day there's a show. Every day there's and here in Arizona, every day there's a show. I have a buddy in. In Colorado, he's putting shows together. He's one mm -hmm. of the biggest promoters in Colorado. So I says, we don't, I won't pay for a show. My guys are seasoned. So we just put out lots of content and are in studio. And, you know, yeah. some of my guys start, want to start doing shows. So, you know, sometimes you've got to sell those tickets for, for people to find out who you are. If say that a, one more time. Say that one more time for the deaf people out there. Say that one more time. Do you've got to sell tickets? If 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 people don't know who you are, how are they going to pay you? I this, honestly, is another, this is another. This is another thing that people don't understand. If you're not well prepared to submit a EPK to a event or a venue. How are they going to know who you are? And a lot of people don't know what an EPK is. An EPK is an electronic press kit. It's just like a job application. You are applying a, for a job to be on that stage and entertain the people. That's it. That's it. Um, I, I hear a lot of times, and you know, I don't always engage in conversation in a lot of circles. But sometimes I will kind of, you know, listen to the conversation of circles. And it's interesting, especially among independents, how um, there are some that feel that they do not need to sell tickets, that they should get paid for shows. And it's like, but if they don't know who you are or what your music is, why would they just randomly give you 10, 15, 20 dollars? I'm going to I'm going to uh, tell you something real quick. There yeah. is. And this is what I tell everybody. Uh, if an independent artist wants to come to me and say, I don't want to sell tickets. I said, okay, yep. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you something. I invite him over to my house, and, I, and he gives me his name, and I Google it. I go, what's this tell you? He goes, what do you mean? What do you see? Nothing. So why would I pay you to be on a stage 
when you have no press. There is nothing online about you. This is what a major play, major artists, I mean, major labels will say to you. And this is what a venue will say. If I Google your name and you have no press, we are not paying you. Here's, here's 30 tickets. Sell these tickets. Half of ours, half is yours. I think that's a fair trade, given the yeah. fact that you are no one. You are no one because that's why people come to me for those blogs. Those blogs will put you in front of a lot of people. Um, I just got one new blog yesterday from LinkedIn that has 15 million people on it. Your music will be in front of 15 million people. And I mean, if you play the numbers game and if you know what that numbers game looks like, so 15 million, your hit rate is about three to 7% just on average. So 15 million, that's, that means about 500 to 600,000 people are going to hear your stuff. Yeah. And you just don't know who, what A&R from what company and where, because I've got, I just had a buddy got signed to an Australian label for $200,000 for two years. But his, but his numbers on Spotify are ridiculous. Off of one song. I love Spotify. <laughs> I loved it since the day I discovered it. I love it. I love it. I've been a fan of it. Even through the ups and downs, I've still been a fan of it. I, I just believe in it. I think it works. And, and a lot of people don't, when they don't, they don't watch the news or they don't get newsletters from different organizations about music. And I do. I get all my newsletters that come to all my emails, come straight to my phone. This is the thing that they do not know and they need to know. Spotify is going public in another month and a half to two months. They're going public. And when they go public, if you do not have a distribution, by the time they go public, you will not get, be able to get on Spotify. No, it's going to be mad expensive. Yep. And the only people that can get, the only way to get to Spotify is through a PR company. They've started some of that already. I know they have, you know, and it's, um, and, but you know, the, to me, the greatest combo that they had for a short term was the SoundCloud to Spotify for a short, short period. It was like 20, 30 bucks mm-hmm. that you could buy like a little package and upload from SoundCloud to Spotify. Well, they, you know, that's where the beef kind of came in. Well, it's not copywritten. It's not this. I'm like, I get that. But that platform is powerful. It is powerful, you know. I'm, I'm, I, I've done pretty well on SoundCloud because I've got, I get paid from SoundCloud now. Okay. And I've got 390 million plays from different artists, or yeah, from different artists that that have been on my label over the years. But at the same time, there is a if you go to SoundCloud and and go into your file, you can monetize your track as long as you have the UPC number and the ISRC code. All you got to do is follow the directions. Go through there and click up where you want your music heard and played and streamed through. And yeah. I, I collect a $500 check every 90 days. That's worth it. That's about as much as, oh, radio spins. Mm-hmm. Answer me this, Michael. Yeah. How lucrative are radio spins? Honestly. 
Honestly, not very much because you're only getting like two dollars a spin. Unless you get the FM. FM's a little bit more. But the real kicker is licensing. I just I just acquired a licensing deal through Starbucks. Now Starbucks agreed to spin our music as long as we don't have any cussing in it. And that's another thing. People just don't put out clean music. All my all my artists that I have on my label put out clean music. And it can be played on the FM radio station as long as we have a budget for that. I can get that mm-hmm. since I got that um since I got the uh stream for Starbucks, it's thirty dollars a spin. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Licensing is big. And I have a list. I have a, I have a good list, put it that way. And people need to realize that these different different things are out there for people to get. And most of the stuff is free. You just gotta you just have to have the patience to look online to find it. And most people don't have the patience. They just want to put music out. How important are videos, Michael? Visuals are always good. Okay. Because the visual will give you a sense of uh, how the person can at, will act on stage. Oh, okay. Yeah, Music managed, videos? Yeah, I manage a lot of artists. I, uh-huh. I have the labels. I have two labels. And then I have the radio station. And then I have the two TV platforms. Now, the TV platforms, what those do, they basically give 800 spots. Uh, views a week so off of one month i'm getting 3200 views per video so with two that's that's actually pretty good and with two i'm getting 6400 spins and that's videos and this is these are independent underground artists right well yeah exactly whatever you know whatever they send me you know, with, with that package, they have to have a budget, and most guys don't want to pay for it. Well, we'll just put, we'll just keep our stuff on YouTube. I go, you've had it on YouTube for three years and hasn't moved. Why not pay the twenty dollars for the whole year? Hey. People just don't want to pay any money. But then, then again, they want to get paid for their services. How important is it to have an interactive audience when you're doing this? Like when you're blogging, when you're on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, there's so many social media platforms and websites now. It's, it's ridiculous. But talk to me about how important it is to have that audience. Interactive. Instagram is cool and all, but I really don't use it. You know, my, my, I have three main websites that I use. It's Facebook, mm-hmm. actually four. I use Facebook. I use Twitter. I use LinkedIn and I use VK. Now, what's VK? That's new to me. Yeah. So <laughs> check this out. I I've been on VK for six months, and okay. I put an iTunes link on Facebook for two weeks. Nobody bought nothing, which I knew okay. that was going to happen. I put the same link on VK, and they bought twenty-two units. VK is a European Facebook. And I'm very well known on that platform, giving those artists in Russia 
a chance to get their music spinned on the radio in the United States. Uh, okay. So with with Live 365, this is the thing with Live 365. Let me go to my platform report. Let's see. You're interesting. <laughs> well, I'm I'm a I'm a techie, so you know I went to MIT when I was 18. Okay. And uh, I graduated from there. So like right now, I've got two people listening to the channel. And the total listening hours that I can have is 1,500. I've got 170. So how I make money off of this is my impressions. I have to have a decent amount of impressions to bring in the money. So right now, I have 790 listeners in the United States. Five in Canada, one in Africa, one in Russia, three in Saudi Arabia, two in Turkey, uh, two in Japan, uh, four in the United Kingdom, 43 in Germany, eight in Poland, and 302 in Slovakia. So when I go to the revenue part and they'll bring up my U.S. impressions, um, you have to have at least, you have to have a million before they start paying out. And I've got, I've got 5,000 impressions for the United States and 27 international. Okay. And, and they, in Live 365 says, it's very hard to get international. Well, I'm getting them because I'm hitting them those places where nobody else will reach So right now, and that's and that's and that's from the VK. Yeah, it's mostly from VK, and it's free to sign up. You know, when you go to YouTube, when people go to YouTube to share, um, let me let me use a video real quick. Uh, let me use my magic piece. So, basically, so you go to a video, and you put on pause. You go to share. There's Twitter, Facebook, Google Plus, Pinterest, Tumblr, B Blogger, Reddit, okay. LinkedIn, StumbleUpon, and VK. I just share all my music to VK, and I get I get a lot of people sending messages back. I'm gonna to have to check out VK. Yeah, you know something, something different. Uh, you can translate. There's a translate button up there. Um, I usually get um, forty. And people. you said it's Russian. Yeah, it's Russian. So let me go to. Uh, so how important is Twitter then? Twitter is, you know, I reach I reach the corporate people on Twitter, just like okay. on I get the corporate people because of my label being an LLC, and I want to be able to get those corporate sponsors. People don't think about that. They're very important. I mean, I I have a, I don't know if this is a positive thing, but I do have a lot of liquor followers. <laughs> On Twitter and Instagram, and Instagram, I get a lot of wine and tequila and vodka, 
not so much whiskey or bourbon, but a lot of, you know, wine, tequila, vodka, um, you know, uh, makers and distributors. Yeah. And go ahead. So VK is uh, VK, uh, your guide to Russia's largest networking marketing. It has over a million, million people on it. Okay. Um, came out January 19, 2007. So to compare Americans' love for music versus international love for music, because I won't just limit it to Russia, I'll, I'll say international. Yeah. Do you notice a difference? Yeah. The what is the difference? The difference is the international deep, deep in their pockets and pay for, for a track off of iTunes when you not when the the American people won't. Why is that? Or do you think your opinion? My opinion is because they're cheap. They don't want to pay. They'd rather stream it. Well, can't Europeans stream it? Yeah, they can. Or foreigners. Europeans want to be Americans, especially in the G funk era. In the G, the G funk music, the Japanese they want to be Americans bad. Especially during the hip hop era, I see more Korean and Asian beboppers yeah. and b-boys than I remember growing up with. Why is that? I wonder. And they just love the they love the the way of the hip hop world. The, the the conflict between the Crips and the Bloods and and uh, the break dancing back then. You know, that's just it's just it's something different to them. So. Why am I gonna market in the same group when it's it's like beating a dead horse? So I try to find different avenues. So my mm-hmm. artists and people that have paid me can get that exposure and uh, move move their move their music around. So let's talk. Go back to the music for a little bit. You touched on something about earlier um, about when you were listening to a young lady's track that it was not mixed and mastered. How important is the music? Because I've heard both sides of this argument. One is like the music doesn't matter. One, the music does matter. The music matters and it mix, the mix matters too because you could have a rough mix and play it for Sony, say, and they're going to say, what the hell is this? It's not mixed or mastered. Because when you're doing a rough, rough draft of your of your music, you gotta mm-hmm. you gotta take out all the impurities and and make the music sound good. You can't just release it. Some do. Some just don't know. Some just re- lay it down, give a rough mix, and put it out. Do you think that being honest in music is is necessary, or are you being a hater? I'm not being no much of a hit, you know. It's just, it's just something that I've learned along the way, you know. A lot of, a lot of stuff I didn't know when I was doing this when I first started off. I lost a lot of money in this. It, it's, it's, it, music is a gamble. You just don't know what people are looking for. But if you don't, if you don't put out that content, if you don't stay in the studio and learn how to mix and master or pay for that mix and mastering, uh, you, you won't find out. I know artists that have 
only an EP, and that's all they have. How are you going to do five songs and then you go to perform? You're only going to have five songs to perform. Yeah. Now, if a a uh, publisher will come up to you and say, yeah, we want to see your catalog, and you only have five songs in that catalog, they're not going to talk to you anymore. So, Michael, <clears throat> mm -hmm. how important is it? Like, is it important to put out a single every week or is it important to build your catalog and then release the tracks that you think are of quality? We release everything that we put out. Okay. But we also make sure it's mixed and mastered and copywritten. Because the thing is, if you don't copyright your music, you're not going to get paid through your publisher. Exactly. So when you're copywriting your music, every time it gets spun on the radio, you get paid. Every time uh, you do an interview on that track, you're going to get paid. Every, it's just, it's just uh, your publisher, every time it's streamed, the more copyright you got, the better. And what is the average price of a good copyright? Like when, when you send it to the Library of Congress, how important? Congress, you know, it's, 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 I'm going to say this, Congress is, has its pros and its cons, and a lot yeah. of people don't know about what I'm about to tell you. When you put your music on SoundCloud, it's already copywritten and already published. Say that one more time. Once you put your music on SoundCloud, I mean not SoundCloud, on you, when you put your music up on YouTube, say... Say I put my music on YouTube and then you put the same track up on YouTube and we go to court. The judge is going to look and see when that track was published first. And I'm going to win, the, I'm going to win the, the case. And then you're going to have to give me all the royalties that you have made off that track. Once Wouldn't SoundCloud do the same thing? No, they don't, they don't. It does not copyright. What's the difference between the two? Publishing goes into the publishing of your uh, company. So if you're a company, you're, you're gonna get a check for your artist. And then your copyright, it, co it protects your music. It protects it from anybody else using it. Okay. What about Spotify? Well, you can't get to Spotify unless you have a distribution. And that requires a copyright, correct? Well, it's it's always good to have that copyright because if you it's like this if you if you bought that beat if you bought the beat and they, mm -hmm. they give you so many plays you have to have a copyright so you don't go against your uh, agreement with the uh, with the producer. But if you make your own beat, you just put you put it up on YouTube first, then put it on distribution. So digital now, it's not the U.S. Congress is not not as needed, but you want to use it if you really think your track's going to do well and you want to use it if you have bought a beat that's not yours. So let's talk about that. Beat makers, mm -hmm. you know, they make a beat, give a dope track. Yo, I'm going to sell this to you for 100 
Hey, Michael, uh, this yeah. is your leading lady, Lady J, over here at Action One Radio. We probably ran out of time. That's okay. That's why we got segment two. Okay. <laughs> it's fun day. Sitting here chilling with uh, Michael Conlon. Is that, am I saying that right? Yeah, you're saying it right. Okay. Um, Urban Stone Music Group, right? Urban Stone Music Group. Um, the yeah. other label is called Latinos Mundial Entertainment and okay. Urban Stone Radio, Urban Stone Music TV. And Urban Mundial TV. Perfect. So before in the last segment, we ended off with talking about the the beat maker. And we were talking right. about, um, so is it better to buy the track? And then later, you know, the song becomes a huge hit. You know, somebody records on it, blah, blah, blah. You sold it for 300. Now it's a big hit. That's your beat. Now you feel like you deserve royalties. Can you get it? No. I, Not unless you buy an exclusive. Exclusive are a lot of money. A lot of people just buy the, the standard where you can only you can only make so much money off of it, or you can make so much uh, uh, downloads, and you can only sell so many hard copies. You always want to get the exclusive of the beat because then you own the beat. It's your beat because you paid all that dang money for it. That's why I try to find artists that want to work with you so that way you're not paying a whole lot of money for a beat. Mm, okay. You know, I've got a lot of guys now that, you know, we, over the years we've, we've, we, you know, we built a circle where uh, all the, all the stuff is done in house. So, mm -hmm. you know, they, they send me the beat from like uh, DJ KIP, which is, uh, really big in the G-Funk world and he, he's he been putting music out since 90, 96. You make it sound like it's old. I was in high school yeah, in 96. <laughs> I wasn't. Oh no. <laughs> I was out of high school. I was in college oh, okay. in 96. Yeah, in 96, 97, you know, going on to going on to this college but right. nonetheless no, it is old you know it's it's, true. it's it's that 90s music that's what everybody wants to gear back to i mean that Especially was a good West, sound it was a good sound and this and i can tell you this crap this trap is straight up crap i kind of like trap a little bit i'm not gonna lie so it. if you if you got a mumble on the track i don't want to hear it no. If you, can, if you can put some bars on that, like I have an artist in, in New York that his, yeah, he's got trap, but he put bars on top of that and it, and it sells. As long as the music sounds good, I have no problem with it. But when, when I can't understand the words that are coming out of your mouth, I don't want to hear it. Yeah, I, I hear you on that. I, I, content to me has always been the key, and I agree with uh, you on that. Like my artist Ray Jamin, he's got a hundred. I want to say one hundred and eighty-eight tracks. Okay. Okay, one hundred eighty-seven songs on Spotify. That's so a lot you know of songs. You to, so you know when you go to Spotify and look at people's tracks and uh, they're uh, they're not lit up; they're just blank. That yeah. means they they haven't made any money. It's just set at a thousand. Uh, Spotify, yeah. 
what if I give you a thousand plays to start off with? It's what you do with that thousand. If you break a thousand and five, then you start making money. But you don't even make any money until you hit like ten thousand plays. But even still, ten thousand plays. Then I'm gonna give you forty dollars. Right. Just like a radio station, right? Yep. And you know we've got good numbers right now on on uh, Spotify on his top tens, great num- great numbers. You know he's about to hit ten thousand on three songs. So you know, and then you know I've got artists all the way around the world. So my other artist in New Zealand just hit a million plays on one t- on one track. Is that the one that I saw the in the video that you sent? No. Okay. This is that the guy that won. This, <laughs> the, the artist that I have in New Zealand won the X Factor in New Zealand 2015. Okay. And Sony picked him up and then dropped him a year later and then I picked him up. So basically you're the... I don't want to say cleanup man because that's not necessarily the case, but... No, not really clear, man. I just you know I, I picked the artist that, that's gonna that's gonna that's gonna make it and, and keep it. You know, he's came out he came out with a good track called King and Queen. It's got a million and one uh plays on it. So it's uh, he, he's doing good and and you know I've got I've got let's see. So I've got I got Bo, he's in New Zealand. I've got John, he's in uh Sweden. Uh, I don't so work how, with. Uh, so, how with, important is genre? You know, you, you just have to pick the genre you think is going to work for you. And a lot of people just pick hip hop and stay with hip hop. You know, with me, I don't just pick one genre. I like hip hop, I like blues, or soul, um, the stuff that you know that has a beat and it sounds good. But it's 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 all. I won't mess with country because country is a dead art. It just doesn't do nothing for me. Really. Yeah, well, I met this one guy that said he does really good country, but then again, yeah. he doesn't have a he doesn't have a sound. He's okay. never been in a studio. He only has BMI, and he only wants to sing uh, on his phone over uh, uh, over uh, Facebook Live. No, no, that's a no for me. And doesn't want <laughs> does not want to put the effort or the money. He's trying to find somebody that with a big bankroll, like a big label, that will pay him to go to the studio. And I'm okay, not about but to... a bank, uh, even a label is going to ask, is going to want numbers, just like any anybody else. Oh yeah, yep. And he keeps <laughs> saying, "Well, I have a, I have fifty thousand views on on Facebook. I, that doesn't mean nothing to me." You got to have actual numbers, people. Fifty thousand views on Facebook. I mean. What about likes and comments? Like that's where the light game comes from. You know, that's where it makes a difference. Oh yeah, it's got the likes, but if you don't, you're not in the studio producing producing money. I mean, uh, producing hits and whatnot. <laughs> They're gonna say anything. You could have a great a great program and everything like that, but if you're not selling music, you're not in the studio. I can't do nothing. So again, I'm going to ask the question, how important is music versus drive and work ethic? 
Well, all, it's really all combined. You got to have a good work ethic to do, put out good music. And so you don't have to have a you don't have to have a fancy studio. You know, my guy does it at it in his home and then sends it out to get mixed and mastered. You know, some some guys are like forty dollars, forty to seventy dollars to mix and master. But if you know how to do it, if you know how to do it, if you know how to do it, it saves it saves all all your time. You get you get a uh, a Mac, get Pro Tools, or Magics, or or Fruit Loops, or any of them programs. Hook up a nice uh, condenser microphone up to it. And record, and then separate, and then separate your music from the track. You take your vocals and mm-hmm. put that in the file. You put your ad libs in the file, and then you put your hooks in a file, and then you put your beat in the file, and then you send it to the send it to the engineer, and have them engineer your sound. So does the world need more Kanye West? Well, they need one first. Oh. Ouch. Yeah. I mean, I think he was he good just, initially, was, you know. Good when he came out. And then he just got messed up. Now he wants to open up a label. No, I think we need more beats from him first. Yeah, you need you more know, beats from him. Yeah. He's part of the Dilla era and, you know, Shout out to, you know, our rest in peace always, Jay Dilla. You know, is one of my favorites because he had so much work left before yeah. he left, you know, that's unfinished that artists are just now trying to go back to tap into. And those James Yancey beats are priceless. Yeah. They're priceless. They are priceless. It's all, in what, it's all in what you do with them, I guess. You know, yeah, um, you know, I had an artist, you know, I had an artist that he he made a hit long ago and mm-hmm. uh, he tried to come back and I just, I told him, I go, it's not the 90s anymore if you don't have that sound. Yeah. He tried and and uh, he, he, it was, you know, it was the three of them. I had all three of them on my label back back when and it was uh, one artist was GQ, and he was um, he grew up with Big Pun, and and, uh, and the, uh, it, so it was it was it was three of them, and they were supposed to be Big Pun, Fat Joe. They were supposed to take the place, and they didn't because they split up. And then Big Pun okay. and Terror Squad came into play. Yeah. And then Terror Squad was interesting because then it kind of, it did something weird with, with Buster Rhymes when he was kind of in the mix. I'm like, okay, right. what is this? <laughs> and then it just, when Big Pun left, it just sort of kind of, it just sort of kind of fizzled out. Yeah. Could it come back? No. Why? Because Fat Joe don't want nothing to do with uh, Terror Squad. It's just a bad bad bruise in there and bad deep cut that he he doesn't even want to want to relive. Okay. Yeah, they they messed, they messed, Terror Squad messed that up bad. 
Yeah, they really kind of did. Yeah. Yeah, they hit. It I don't wrong. know where they messed up at though. Uh, I I know my my artist GQ. We talked about it for a little bit, but it's a testy subject, and he didn't want to go really into detail. It's basically they did an event and. Um, they were supposed to get paid a certain amount of money, and uh, basically, the terror squad went back to the uh, the venue and said, "These guys are not getting paid, and we are, so we just need all the money." And it was it was a money issue. It was a trust yeah. issue, and then they started stop. They stopped trusting them, and they just kept on, you know, not not telling the whole truth. And Fat Joe went one way, and. And it didn't want nothing to do with them anymore. And, you know, there's other parts to it and stories I didn't even want to get into with GQ. And so, you know, it was GQ. It was uh, another artist that, you know, he's, he's he quit doing music and went into uh, MMA. Who was that? Uh, his name was... Uh, Oh man, I can't even remember his name. Bronson. Bronson. He looked just like Fat Joe. Big Puerto Rican. They're all from New York. Is that yeah. Action Bronson? Yeah, Action Bronson. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yep. And it was Action Bronson. It was. He came was, back to music. Yeah, he came back for a little bit. He's he he comes and goes. You know, it's uh. It was Action Bronson, it was GQ, and it was uh, 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 man's on the tip of my tongue. I can never remember his name, but I got his I got his last CD cover that we did. But he burned me too, so that's why I let him go. Oh, where did he go there? So let's kind of shift the conversation because this sounds painful a little bit. And we've Stagger. talked about a lot, Mike. We've talked Stagger about Lee was the other guy. Who? Stagger Lee. Stagger. Okay. So Stagger Lee, Action Bronson, GQ. Yep. All kind of you know, mm-hmm. blaze the trail with the terror squad leave, so to speak. Yep. Basically. Now, GQ is uh, doing radio personalities down in Florida. Um, don't know what Action Bronson's doing. He's in and out of music. And Stagger Lee. He's still in New York. Yeah, he's still in New York. And then Stagger's working. Uh, I can't remember what company's for. Some 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 record label and and and, and uh Philly. So like I said before, we're going to shift a little All bit because right. like the conversation kind of, like I said, it, sound, it sounds very painful. And it's, I don't want to bring the pain. It's, 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 it's the industry. <laughs> but why does it have to be that way though? Because a, a lot of artists are not truthful. They like to burn you. They like to say, you know, for me, I set a a budget in the studio and don't go over that. And they don't want to listen to you. They go, well, it sounds better if I, if I go over a couple hundred dollars. No, that's not what I said. 
we have a budget like to get in the studio and lay everything out to make money we have to have a budget i'm not a major label i don't have sixty thousand dollars to put out an album mm-hmm. after we're, we're, we're you know budget five grand so you can't go over that and what do you do you went over with it anyway so the mute the the label the record never came out he was in breach of contract because he went over budget yep Most artists want to do what they want to do. They don't want to listen. But why is that? Because they don't want to listen. They think that they think that they know what's best. Okay, but I'm gonna throw that. I'm gonna be a devil's advocate, though. I'm gonna throw that in there. But it's my craft. It is your craft, but it's my money. Uh, you didn't have let's nothing get real. to me. Let's get real. Yeah, I'm the one basically sponsoring you. I'm the one paying for your marketing and promotion, getting your album out there. And you didn't have that before me. So if you was on by yourself, a lot of artists think they can do everything by themselves. They can't. They don't have the resources. Not one single person. No, I mean nobody can be that creative. No. And a lot of artists, and even even manage management, because I'm I'm different than any other management you could ever possibly imagine. Because I don't I don't look straight ahead. I I use my peripheral, so I look the side of me. So when I'm online, when yeah. I'm typing trying to find blogs, I think of what if what if we had this blog, and I find that blog, and you know I save it and move on to the next. So talk to me about the event last night. Like I said, we're gonna shift. Last night was freaking. It was uh, it was no good. The the uh the red carpet was, you know, it was okay. It was uh, didn't have any cameras or nothing like that. Or okay. it was the comedy show. The comedy show sucked. Oh no! Those guys were not funny at all. Yikes. Yeah. So the comedy was not good. <laughs> the event was not well coordinated. The venue, the venue was straight ghetto. Oh, no. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> Talk to me about it. The way it was put up. They had, a, they had a red rug going to the venue. It had a banner hanging up in the background where you can take a picture and have the, the, the venue behind you. That's it, you know. It, there wasn't nothing spectacular, you know. I'm going to an award show in Cali, so I hope the heck that's that's better than this. Oh, um, well, I hope so too. Um, I've been to an award show, um, a couple of them. They can be very nice. I've yeah. been to a couple of ghetto ones. You yeah. know, you got to. I mean, what year was it? Because of who it is. One more time. I said I think this is another ghetto one because who they are. It's uh, it's academy, academia. With that, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so they, 
academias, anybody can win an award with them. It's not nothing special. You pay $9.95 to get your music heard, and probably about two months later, they award you with an award, and then they're like a year behind, so you have to wait a year to get your, get your award. But if you want your award, you have to pay for it. Oh. Yeah. No, no. I, I've been hit with one of those. You've been nominated Woman of the Year, and for $150, you get a plaque and this. I'm like, yo, 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 yo. I remember getting awards for the work that I put in and organizations respecting me for it. And they go, oh, yeah, you just need to come to this dinner and sit at this table. And when yeah. we call your name, you come and you get your award and you sit down. I'm not paying you 150 bucks. If that's the case, then I know I can get a trophy for 150 bucks. I could probably get my name engraved on a mausoleum somewhere. Right. I'm just saying. You know, like I, you know, 150 bucks. I'm buying like, you know, a case of trophies. Yeah, they're indispensable. You know, I come on. <laughs> That's, That's not a recognition of what I put in. No way. Why? Why is that? Is that the new game? Yeah, it wants <laughs> to pay for everything, and that's why a lot of artists won't want to do shit. <laughs> well, you know, at the same time, you know how artists can actually. This is another thing that a lot of people don't know. Okay. So an artist wants to find paid gigs. You know how to you know how to find them? Other than doing shows, uh no. I'm not even gonna be say I'm an expert at it. No, no, I'm not. Go to Craigslist. Ah gigs. <laughs> Bingo. All you gotta do is go to the search bar. Put in music, go down to gigs. I just okay, right but then, but usually the ones that I've seen, and it's only been you know to one area. They were looking for people that had talent that could play an instrument. Well, this one you go to, it's got the gigs, and then you go over to where it says paid. You go to paid gigs, yeah, right? That's the first one that pops up is Saint Saint Patty's Day Music Live, looking for musicians interested in playing live Irish music. And it's, it's negotiable, you know. But see, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Let's stop. Let's stop. Exactly. That's they exactly want, what I'm saying. You gotta, you gotta have a talent. You gotta have. You gotta have a talent. But there's some. You that gotta know how to play an instrument, a piano, a, a keyboard. You've just gotta look. You've gotta be able to be patient and and go through each individual one to find find a find a gig. Go to look here, local rappers, looking to tour. Bam, get a tour date. Start touring. It's, it's, it really ain't hard. But if you're if you're not looking to do this and do the hard work and and
something But stay down for her The whole person She's intelligent And those who routine Can handle business My right hand First take her man When there's a machine She listens to what I tell her But what voice her opinion If she thought I'd have saw a way That was better She's very clever And understand struggles Know what that means So what that means She'll sacrifice selfishness For the team Plenty me But it's just her and me She like a baby A freak in the sheets But walk in the streets Nothing but lady A thoroughbred That thinks with her head Not with emotion She smells good Skin stay soft I'm sending no shame The motions And all of them roller coasters We pass They question that Wondering how long It's gonna last I tell them that We do what we do Leave it at that They get mad I blame up the chronic Sit back and laugh Okay, this is part three interview with um, Michael Conlin, <laughs> hanging out on a Sunday fun day. We're going to get yes. this wrapped up eventually. Um, <laughs> this might be our last segment. Who knows? I want to share something with you real quick. So there's a, there's a Bible out there called the Indie Venue Bible. The okay. Indie Venue Bible, get more gigs at venues, festivals, college, the Indie Venue Bible. Um, 28,000 venues, festivals in the United States and Canada. From the creators of the uh, Indie Bible comes the Indie Venue Bible, a massive directory list with 28,000 live music venues. Uh, you'll find thousands of venues, festivals, colleges, bars, coffee shops, restaurants, house concerts, theater clubs, halls, churches, bookstores, any place that you can land a gig. There are also thousands of wonderful venues listed in smaller towns that have been ignored by mainstream and venue directories, for example. We have listings with over 300 cities and towns in New York alone. Mm-hmm. So this right here, you know, I have I have the whole Bible, and okay. like ten thousand dollars off the Bible. Wow! So it has fifteen hundred pages of listings. It goes by regions. So the U.S. Northeast, Connecticut, Delaware, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New York, Maine, okay. uh, Massachusetts, okay. Pittsburgh. So it goes by region. So uh, I usually pick the Northeast, Southwest, Canada, and uh, so you know the Southwest will will have Arizona, California, Hawaii, New Mexico, Nevada, Utah. So what that does is your the colleges and universities pay two thousand dollars a gig. Okay. Do five colleges in that one week. That's ten grand. So, how hard is it to get booked at a college? Not hard at all. But you gotta have an EPK. You gotta have press. You gotta have copyrights. 
yeah, you got to have copyrights. You got to have that total package. So when you start doing your doing these uh, colleges, clubs, venues, and festivals, you know, you 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 get your map out, you put a big circle around where you're at, and you find those gigs that you know you do a little small tour, and you do a tour for six seven days, and then you move on to the next. Not hard. So tell everyone again about your package that you have. So I think it's a good deal. 25 blogs. You get on the radio station for a year and uh, both, both platforms, Latinos Mundial TV and uh, urban, urban, urban Mundial TV. So you have radio. Basically it's like video TV Mm -hmm. and uh, blogs for 160. And if you want another package down the road, you know, I have different packages that I put on Facebook and people have seen it. People have commented on it. They like, they like, the, they like the deals where, you know, I just put one up. Let me, oh, let's see. So while you're looking that up, let me ask, should people be intimidated by the Spanish name? No. Why? Okay, let me tell you something. Because the Spanish... You know, with Latinos Mundial, with, with Urban Mundial, which means, Mundial means world. Right. You want to stay local? Stay local. I'd rather go global. Yeah. Let's uh, uh, say Santo Domingo, mm-hmm. Cuba, Puerto Rico, and Colombia. Those are the four countries that music goes through first. Before it comes to the states, this is facts. So, for people to not want to be part, because if you're, it's like this: more more Latinos are doing hip hop, but they're doing it in Spanish, which calls it reggaeton. Right. So why not branch in in between? So you'll have urban and you have mundial TV. Sense. Well, and I know that the the Spanish culture is more mm-hmm. interactive and supportive. I've seen that yeah, just in my own podcast. Over the years, I've I've always had a better following, whether I was live on a terrestrial dial or I was doing a podcast or I was streaming from a website. I've always had a better following from South America, Mexico, the, you know, the, the Caribbean, then I have Central America, then I have if you're local. I could care less about local. I don't care. <laughs> I've always been that way. Well, I'm trying to be local. You can carry your city on your back if you want to. I'm going for the world. I'm with you. I'm, I'm joining that world train. That's, it's global. Because music is global. Yeah. And when you kind of stop and you look at how interactive, and that's what has always impressed me, the support. The support that that whole community gives to something that they believe in, that they support, that they follow. They follow it hard. Yeah. Why? Why do you think? Because- because they support one another. 
because it feeds their families in a third third world country where they don't got shit. They still got outhouses that they got to piss in. They want their families to make it just like they, they want to make it. So that way they can run their families out of a bad situation. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so out of all your artists right now, and you don't have to say the name, do you have any favorites? Yeah. How do you choose your favorite? He's been with me the longest. He's been faithful. So loyalty. Yeah. Hmm. That's interesting. Not the not the artist. Go ahead. He works with me. I work with him. We we collaborate on things on on music and and see what what's what's going to be a good fit if it's going to work. Um, so. You know, actually talking with one another, another and figure, figuring it out helps out. So, you know me, I'm going to shift again. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I don't know how to ask this, so I guess I'm just going to say it. Mm-hmm. Where's your wife at? My wife? I don't have yeah. One. How come? I'm divorced. Why? Because music. <laughs> <laughs> the rhythm got him. <laughs> no, uh-huh. I, no, I was, I was, I was married to a sister. <laughs> that's all you know. I'm, I'm from, I'm from, I'm from Saginaw, Michigan. You know, that's, you know, it's not gonna find too much Latinas out there. <laughs> And you divorced a sister? What's wrong with you? What happened? What was wrong with her? Nothing was wrong with her. It's just freaking we fell apart because she wanted, she didn't want me in music. She didn't think it was necessary for me to be, you know, doing what I was doing. And I was trying to, uh, the reason I was doing it is because I wanted to uh, make a better life for us. And that freaking where we could travel and do stuff with the kids and she just didn't want that. Okay. So do you seek that companionship again or is it unimaginable to have that companionship in uh, music? I don't, I don't, I don't know because you know, I'm not just music. I'm, I'm also an executive chef. Mm-hmm. You cook? Oh yeah. I've been cooking for the last 30 years. You throw down in the kitchen, or you just, you know, pick some noodles and stuff. What's your favorite dish? Favorite favorite dish is catfish and homemade freaking greens. (gasps) From Saigon, Michigan. Shut your face. (laughs) (laughs) And you know, I like to tease my people. I tease my friends. I'll put like pictures of food that I've made, or you know, and like one, like urge. He goes, Mike, when when it's time, I'm coming to see you in Arizona. And I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the money and work, I'm gonna let you cook. I go, that's fine, because you know I cook every night. You know I make like ascobuco and, and freaking catfish or or rack of lamb. Or, I, I eat like I'm a king. I am a king. So Mike, this is our last segment, and we've got like maybe five ten minutes left. Oh, I see that. 
what would you tell your future wife about you? My future wife has to be able to uh, balance everything out. You know, basically, I need somebody there that's going to balance me out uh, when I'm uh, about music, about cooking, about life. You know, I need somebody that has a temperament that that will flourish me because I like to talk about my day. I like to talk about what's going on, what's yet to come, and and you know, I've been single for nine years. And you are you ready? Are are you still looking or are you not even looking? Oh, I'm still cooking. Cooking and looking. Looking and cooking. I've really been looking. I've been been cooking and building my company where it needs to be. Everything that I do comes out of cooking. So, you know, all that money that I save and put in the bank when I need to do different stuff, I use it. I use it. That's what What's what fuels my company is me cooking. Okay. You have a cookbook? Would you ever put a cookbook out? No. Okay. Because um, I was always told that whatever you cook is your passion and you don't want to put passion on a, on a piece of paper because you don't want somebody else uh, cooking, your, cooking your stuff, cooking your recipes, cooking your harder than work. What I'd is your? Up, I'd rather Go open ahead. up a restaurant and let them eat my food. Mm. What advice do you give to new artists? Make sure you have your paperwork in order before you start doing music. Before. Before. When you think you're going to become an artist or a musician or what have you in the music world, make sure you have a BMI or ASCAP. The only way you get to see scans be invited. Uh, make sure once you have that down, you move on to the next step. Make sure you uh, get a publisher or get a label that has a publisher. So that way, when you're putting out music, you're working the steps. You're getting your music copywritten. Once your copywritten comes back, they give you a nine-digit number. And that nine-digit number will go into the publisher. So, you know, the artist and the beat maker gets 50-50. You put that under your publisher. So that way, after a year, you'll start making money on that one track. Last but not least, mm-hmm. label or label mate? What's that? Label or label mate. What do you mean? Some people just like to be label mates. They don't want to be owned by a label. They want to stay independent forever. Some people... What I tell them them about that is is this. You know, you can be... uh, When I sign sign artists, I sign them as... uh, I sign sign them an artist, but I also sign them as uh, that they're not stuck with me. I'm, I'm there to build them up where they want to be so if a major artist with people with money that want to uh put put them out further than i can then they have a choice i'm not here to hold you i'm here to build you 
not just an artist, but as a brand. Because if you don't have a brand, then how the hell are you going to sell yourself? How important is marketing to all of this and branding, by the way? How important is that? Like this, if you don't have a budget, I mean, if you don't have a campaign, your music's not going to go anywhere. Would you ever do a seminar, Mike? Yeah, I think I would. Yeah? Yeah. You know, I attend all the ASCAP seminars. There's one coming up that I'm going to go to in California, I think in May. How can, pe- can people get a hold of you directly, or do they need to submit music a certain way? How can, how can people get more information and knowledge from you? UrbanStoneRadio.com. Mike? Yes, ma'am. Just as I was getting ready to wrap up the, the segment, here we go, part four. <laughs> <laughs> I know I just sent the uh, IM to your uh, messenger. I saw that. So, yes. So we've got uh, urbanstoneradio at gmail.com is how you can get a hold of Mike. Um, Mike, you have been more than informative. You have taught a lot and really kind of shed some light for me um, right. doing this. That has been very, very, very helpful. You need a seminar, dude. You like, you need to do like, you know, like a webinar, seminar, Ted talk type thing, you know, just for artists. So that way they can get a full understanding because I don't think that, you know, there's not a class or a seminar, you know, I won't say seminar, but there's not a class or a course that could teach all of the stuff that you talked about in just two to three segments. Right. So I yeah, appreciate you know, the time out your schedule to even sit down and just talk to me real candidly like that. So thank you. Oh, you're welcome. You got the, you've got the urbanstoneradio.com. You know, it's, it's very informative. It has, it has a lot of stuff on, on the website. You know, you've got the radio, you can stream it right from the website. Both my YouTubes, I've got the Urban Stone Music Group YouTube. I got the Urban Stone Radio. Um, I broadcast in on the weekends on YouTube by using my uh, OBS. Okay. And it has like a lot of stuff from Twitter and and uh, you know I've, I have just about a little bit of everything on this website. And then you just acquired the equipment and everything for the TV station recently. I, I saw the, the message that you sent me. Yeah. Yep, so and that's how it is. It's going to be running out of Florida. Um, and it's going to have like 80 million viewers. It's already established. Wow. That's a lot. That's huge. Yeah. That's so I'll be, able to put, I'll be able to put my programming in and stuff in that nature. And, and on the website, I also have logos. I mean, people that, that have their own brand already, their logos mm-hmm. and yeah. stuff in that nature can actually, if they want, I can put their logos up, their website up, and basically give them free advertising. You can contact me through, you got, I got advertising, I got marketing and PR, and I got artist relations. 
on the contact page. You just pick a you just pick a button. Uh, say you want to do advertising, you email me. Let me know your budget on the advertising, marketing, PR, because I also have a PR company. I just haven't said that. I haven't said nothing about that yet. Uh, You're probably working out the details. Yeah, we are, and uh, and then um, artist relations. So basically, I have all that for for people, and then I have music videos as well on the Urban Stone because uh, the video page that I have on this one is from Daily Motion. Okay. And um, let's see here. So we got your contact info. Um, where can people follow? Like if they just, you know, they're fans of certain artists um, and they just sort of kind of want to just, you know, like just be a participant in it. They can go to Spotify. We've got all the artists on Spotify. Um, uh, my number one artist is Ray Jama. He's got a lifetime deal with me. Okay. So he ain't going nowhere. Um, That's cool. Yep, yeah, you know he's been loyal, and uh, uh, so I've got Amir Madoff. I've got AZ Lowrider, um, Chris Frontline, um, Gohar Black, um, Jay Luciano does reggaeton, Kaiser Sin, he's in New York. Um, Rika Rain, she does soul. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. Now, let me ask you this. Would you, ever, would you ever branch out and do uh, or add different types of artists, like, say, comedians? Oh, yeah, we do comedians. You know what? I, I branch out like that. I, I'm, working with, I'm working with now is a spoken word. Okay. Okay. I've thought about it, but I've never tapped into it. I just might. <laughs> it's, it's something different. It's something that you're doing uh, exotic poetry, and then it goes it goes into the hand. It goes hand in hand. It does. It does. Mike, I'm gonna jump off this line. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. We, was got, we got one other guy. His name is Robert Goody Whitfield. He's a member of the Gap Band. Oh, one of the one of the originals. Yes, one of the originals. How'd He's you get him? With us. Came to me and says, "I want you to put my music up on Spotify, and I got some more music that's it's up and coming, and I I just want to get out there." And you've got a uh, you're working with Go Hard Black. He's one of uh, my best friends, and he's icon of Dallas. So we like to get our music out there. Will you help us? I go, yeah. Here's Here's what I can do for you. And I've been working with them for, I don't know, three months now. Okay. Because I've got one of the best distributions. I've got a distribution that goes through Interscope. And you know what? Their distributions are unique. Yeah. They're not not your typical distributions. I will say that much. Because when you're using... Uh, Interscope, anytime that you put a uh, single out, they'll write a press release for you. Mm-hmm. There's is, is a successful, I think, and yeah. one that gets a lot of controversy, but to me is effective, and it's just my personal opinion, is Atlantic. Yeah, Atlantic's good too. Mm-hmm. 
Def Jams probably would be my third. So Interscope, okay. um, Atlantic, and Def Jam. The rest like kind of... Like, yeah, I like Interscope the best because at the same time, they get they get my music in the 300 stores. And I'm right up alongside every major artist. True. Um, which one stopped selling CDs? What's that? There was a store that stopped selling CDs. Two of them. Best Buy, Best Buy and um, Target. Mm, okay. But that doesn't mean nothing because if you're a hustler, you would hustle them on the street and make more money selling CDs. But, you know, we're, we're working in towards the 2020 era where I'm actually, I bought like 30 units of Bentley key USBs. Okay. Because a lot of people are going towards that style of, you can, I can upload five whole albums, 10 videos, an EPK, and send it off to a venue to hear. But as well, I do EPKs for artists, you know, those, those, you know, those are essential for anything. Well, that's for everything that you're doing. And you've touched on that in, um, I think, segment two, about yeah, how important the, the EPK was. But um, we're going to continue this conversation probably another day because you've got a lot of info and I know you'll definitely be back on. Um, again, yeah. it was a pleasure having you. I appreciate you taking the time out to speak with me. Oh, no problem. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Conwin of Urban Stone Music Group. That's right. And I guess that's it for, for Sassy. No, it's not Sassy. I, I'm not, I'm not going to do Sassy. It'll be Sunday fun day. <laughs> I'll do Sunday, something different Monday. for Sassy's Saturday. I promise. Yeah. <laughs> Until next time, Michael, take care and be well. I'll talk to you on Messenger. Right. Don't be a stranger. All right, cool. Sounds good. Right. Peace. Bye. Have you been looking for a side hustle? You know, the one that's convenient. Have you ever thought about Avon? I know, I know, I know. It's old school. But listen, that old school method works, 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 works. Look, you can inbox on how to be a boss, but just go to avon.com slash action, the number one radio. That's it. All you got to do is go to avon.com slash action one radio. Trust me, it's more than what you think. So listen, go to avon.com slash action one radio. Inbox me. I'll show you how to be a boss. The Fighting me 
when I made peace Repented for all my sins, but I stayed street Let it go, they build you up just to hate you A father figure that others can relate to I made peace when my mama and my daddy left When that hearse took off and that caddy left Set free of my sins, I repented I'm thankful just to breathe, God, I meant it Peace of mind, no drama, just balance You'll be tested, except God's challenge Dropped down to my knees and kept my eyes closed On that third day, delivered when my God rose Bear my soul, stay composed when I write this I want to be like Christ in his likeness Eternity is what I want, just to say the least Heaven bound, God like, all I want is peace Anytime you think of God, then you got that When you know you ain't lied, then you got that You can let things slide when you got that If you know you really tried, then you got that Yo, I gotta thank God that I got that When I look into the sky, yo, I got that When my money pile high, yo, I got that And even if it goes dry, I still got that Give me peace that surpass understanding I'll be planning, but every plan get abandoned Stirring, flow against the current like I'm salmon Game of backgammon, craps, rap planning But that was all about me, that's why I ain't really had peace Sick em. that's why we fall victim to the known beast Flipping, flipping through Philippians 4-6 Can't ignore this, where the Lord is recorded this verse 7 piece of heaven and it keeps spinning keep it raw for the jokers in the back sinning one time hope my mind keeping god grinning no crime just a rhyme about your peace giving peace of mind with the beat cause i'm deep driven keep digging make lemonade from each lemon each petition with the prayers i request god may everything i do from here be my best job anytime you think of god then you got that when you know you ain't lied then you got that you can let things slide when you got that If you know you really tried, then you got that Yo, I gotta thank God that I got that When I look into the sky, yo, I got that When my money pile high, yo, I got that And even if it goes dry, I still got that Drop twos on these kids, but I can't connect Pull your pants up, eyes red, no respect Peace B, peace three, this is how the music dies We get caught up with these guys, spitting broads and rhymes But yo, broaden your horizon, avoid the lies, son If you meet them first, tell God he got one Speak and release Where the peace from peace come Beast every beat That repeat and teach one Things you done seen Or you seem to read from The cream and the bling Or the king and kingdom and Every day you have peace Like a settled beef And a fun filled life Even though it's grief Abomination no hate Is what the friction is Peace of mind No stress is what the mission is Anytime you think of God Then you got that When you know you ain't lied Then you got that You can let things slide When you got that If you know you really tried Then you got that Yo I gotta thank God That I got that When I look into the sky Yo I got that When my money pile high Yo I got that And even if it goes dry I still got that time of the show, y'all. It's the ending. Oh, man, I hope you enjoyed this ride with me. This is your leading lady, Lady Phoenix. And until next time, baby, Action One Radio is out. But until then, enjoy the sounds of Jamla Records and Ninth Wonder. 
That is so right, baby. 